1: Big
2: up the
3: we'll take you out. Hello, hello, hello. What's up, everybody? How's everybody going? Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. And man, do we have a fun show for you guys today um if you want to like chat with us live today you can go to w4cy.com and hit the little uh, chat box in the bottom right hand corner and you can see people in there before we get started let's say hi to everybody starting off with my cool outrageous man about town coast mr ron russell
4: do you all believe what he just said? <laughs> He's so full of crap. Anyway, the show's going to be okay. We only have one of the most beautiful women in the world on our show, who's a fashion model and an actress with a body of death, gorgeous gowns, hair, eye makeup, stunningly beautiful woman with a brain for a change, and interesting and we also have a very, very sexy guy on. For you ladies out there that used to plug in your vibrators when he was on his exercise machines doing commercials, yes, we have him on our show, The Body.
3: The Body. <laughs>
4: That's what I call him. Also, he's a buddy, and I love him. He's a great guy. He's a terrific person. Today, we have two friends on our show, and our shows are always better when we have our friends on because we like crazy people. <laughs> Anyway, here we go. Now I got to start in with what's going on.
3: My knee is... Hang on, say hi real quick to the chat room. You can say hi.
4: Oh, hi, chat room. There you go. Uh, you know, I never know who's in there. Jimmy does all that crap. Anyway, my knee is killing me. I am finally going to go to x-ray because something is radically wrong with it. It hasn't gotten any better. In fact, now it's gotten worse. Reason being I don't want to go to the emergency room is Eisenhower Hospital's emergency room is filled with people with stomach viruses and nose viruses and stomach virus, every friggin' virus known to man. And if you go in there, you know, healthy, you come out a little sick. So I'm really reluctant, but I'm going to wear a mask and rubber gloves and probably a burqa and have, a, you know, Jimmy run after me with a steam machine. Anyway... Um, Geico, let's talk about that fabulous insurance company that promises to stick by you and bullshit. Geico is full of crap. Geico is just like everybody else. They're out to make money. They sucker you into anything with their bullshit (laughs) advertising. They got a stupid lizard there advertising their insurance. Okay. Here's the latest update. Yes, we have heard from GEICO. Possibly they may want to up the ante on my vehicle and probably offer me $10,000 for my car. Well, screw you, GEICO. I am never, ever, ever going to give you my car. I will keep this investigation open for as long as I live, and then Jimmy will continue it. It could go into decades but I want you to fix my car. Now, Geico says, well, we don't know. There could be undercarriage damage and it's a wreck. Well, let's put it up on the lift, Geico, and I'll be there with my mechanic as your mechanic looks at the the chassis because I don't trust you as far as I could fucking throw you, okay? And let's see if there is undercarriage damage. Guess what? I'll pay for it out of my own pocket to fix the undercarriage damage as long as you repair the fenders and the wheel mount. It's a fair deal, don't you think? I love my car. I will never give my car up. I looked at an old Thunderbird, turquoise, beautiful, tinny piece of crap, I wouldn't drive it for free. <laughs> I went into a beautiful Porsche, an, an 03 Porsche, gorgeous, wonderful, I put the top up, my hair got caught in the top. Couldn't move in the car, so small. Any car that I have ever seen in my life, except for uh, the 63 Thunderbird convertible which I would love but unfortunately they started around $48,000. <laughs> so I don't have that kind of Dore me to blow on a on, a on a pet car. You know, this car is not my driving car. I rarely ever drive baby. Baby's my pet. She's my baby. I take her out never in the rain because it doesn't (laughs) snow here. We're in Palm Springs. I take her out when the weather is beautiful with the top down, and we go to a friend's house where she's parked on their driveway, or in their, you know, where they have gates. You go in the gates, and then the gates close, or the car is safe. This is my toy. All of you guys out there that have um, classic cars, you understand what I'm talking about. I have put a fortune of money in this car new brakes, new muffler, new everything, new this, new that. You know, I'm rebuilding her because she is an '04. 4 They don't want to hear it. Geico is probably the most arrogant, cold, nasty people I have ever dealt with in my life, and I'm just sick and tired of them. So I'm going to go legal on them. Oh, absolutely. Win or lose, I'm going to bust their chops, and they're never going to forget my name. Ron Russell's going to win, ultimately somehow because they're dying to close this case not until you repair my car then i will close the case i will stop saying things about geico that you guys don't like because you blocked jimmy i
3: when, got blocked by Facebook. on facebook by when geico. he
4: gave his opinion and a lot of my people who have gone into uh, their uh webs what is it called their, their facebook page. their
3: facebook page a lot of people got blocked
4: A lot of people are getting blocked, which means that we are doing some damage. They're a little afraid of what we say. Um, We've got a lot of people now. There's a friend of mine who said her insurance is up and she was going to thinking of going with Geico. And now she changed her mind. So you see, every dollar you lose Geico is gone. If you fix my car, I won't talk bad about you and you'll make money. So the best thing to do is to fix my car.
3: That's right. Fix Ron's car. That's, That's the all. Thing we got all. I'm not asking
4: Facebook. for money. I'm not suing you for my knee. I'm not being an ambulance. What is it called? Ambulance chases. I'm not litigious. I'm not one of those people that want to get something for nothing. I've given you a lot of money. I'm going to be 80 years old. I'm driving since 16 years old. Do you know how much money I have given the insurance companies in all of those years? Probably hundreds of thousands of dollars. And you can't fix my car for a lousy $8,500, $8,500. Today, that's crap. That's not even considered a lot of money. So, Geico, I know you're seeing this. I'm not stupid. And all of the CEOs and all of the people that are involved, I have just started to fight. I haven't even gone where I want to go. TV show? Okay. I've got one. Five million people listen to me. They like me. They know I don't bullshit or lie or say anything that's not true. I have established that personality in my career. Ask anybody. Ron Russell tells it like it is or he keeps his mouth shut. But in this case, Geico, come on. Give a guy a break, huh? Fix my car.
3: I mean, I don't get it. Okay. Geico is bad. Fix Ron's car. Those are our hashtags, everybody. Yeah. Fix it, Ron's we, car I mean, and Geico we, is bad. I, we pay for insurance. God damn it. Let's say hi to some people. We got Teresa Sabin in the chat room. Hello. And Dave from Stars Now UK is in the chat room and Stefan Bell is in the chat room. And I want to thank all of you for sticking up for
4: me <laughs> and sending stuff to Geico. I know who you are. And I know the people that live in Palm Springs that are my friends who are so afraid or whatever it is to get into my fight that no one from Palm Springs except for uh, three or four people have stuck up for me. But everybody in Hollywood and everybody in New York City, in Florida, uh, Canadian, Canada, uh, I have people coming in from all over now, uh, private messaging me and and. Uh, emailing me saying you're right Ron and we have to change the law and it's terrible what they're doing and don't they realize that they will lose maybe a million dollars over the course of the time that I inform people who they are you know it's corporate against little guy but this little guy tough you got to kill me to win
3: that's right. All right, everybody. So then uh, we had a great weekend. I don't want to talk. Let's talk about your movie at the break uh, after the first guest. What movie? The movie that we went to your premiere. <laughs> That's you guys, movie. Ron was <laughs> awesome in this movie. I am telling you what, you guys. So we went to the Red Carpet premiere of Clown Fear. It's available in all your like digital download sites in Walmart and Target and places like that. And he plays Minister McFadden. And we got minister minister not minister minister McFadden and he is awesome man of God (laughs) you guys (laughs) he's so good he steals the whole movie me a man of God he's he he and Sadie Katz and Augie Duke are are the three like stars of the film. Um, his his scenes were awesome. He, he stole every scene he was in. Everybody was walking up and telling me how great he was. Uh, he really is good. And if you guys want to see
4: reason being <laughs> was the film is a very heavy duty film, lots of tits and ass and blood and stabbing and killing and chopping and body parts flying all over. <laughs> so they needed, they needed comedy relief. And that's why Sadie Katz said, Ron, you'd be perfect for the part as the minister, because you're funny. Even if you just stand there and smile. You make people laugh. There's something about you that people enjoy looking at. So I played uh, Minister McFadden as a sort of um, light in the loafers guy that you really don't know if he is gay or he's not gay or what his story is. But there's an implication in the dialogue further on in the movie, which indicates that I am a gay minister who's very campy and quite funny. And I brought the laughter to the movie that it's so needed because it's a very heavy duty film. Uh, but it's not a, a drama, it's a comedy, it's a black comedy. I don't know how they make movies today. They call them all kinds of different names. I just do them. Reason for my haircut my hair is cut like this, and I'll be wearing a, uh, g- a general's hat. Uh, I'm in Clown Motel 2. We start to shoot soon. And I wanted to try my haircut like this, like a military man. So you see, if I have a hat on, it looks like my entire head was buzzed. I couldn't very well play a straight admiral with my flying, flaming hair, you know, my Rita Hayworth hairdo. So um, that's why I have
3: the haircut. And Clown Fear, I mean, uh, Clown Motel 2 has a Kickstarter campaign going on. I don't know if it's Kickstarter or Indiegogo. Which one is it? Shoot.
4: You're asking me. I don't even know uh, what those
3: things mean. Anyway, they've got one. I'll look it up and see. And also, you guys, uh, our comic book, Celebrity Ghost Hunters, is on Kickstarter now. Um, we're trying to raise $2,300 to do the comic book. I think we have about 900 and something. So if you go to Kickstarter and plug in uh, Celebrity Ghost Hunters, Kadrosha Onuka Roll, it'll come up. Or you see it in all our social media and, um, and also love you, it for you guys to participate
4: when the comic book comes out, uh, there may be an, a, uh, an address that we can give you and you send us your comic book and Jimmy and I will sign it for you. Actually, that-
3: they've already got it set up. That's one of the perks that you can get signed by all four of us. Oh, okay. So we're see, in good shape. Perk,
4: perk this, Mary. I perk, don't know what it's the hell a, is
3: going It's a perk. On. A perk. Um, it's a lot of fun. I'm gonna
4: anyway. T- it's good. It's a, a funny comic. I cannot wait to see it in print. Uh, you've got to see Eileen Shapiro with her 42 triple D's, hanging from a wire fence by her boobs. Okay. That was, a, that was to me, one of the funniest things I ever saw in my life. And I just couldn't stop laughing. And she's cursing me out, saying, Ron, help me. I'm stuck. And the more she said that, the more I went hysterical laughing. And the poor thing was hanging there from her breasts. I'm serious. She tried to get over the fence. She climbed up the chain link fence. It was a six-foot fence. And she threw her boobs over the fence, and there they stayed. And she was on the other side, dangling from her boobs. Well, the cartoon... Ist, the guy that did the the, the storyline, shows that.
3: Absolutely. So here's what it is. I got it correct now. So our comic book, Celebrity Ghost Hunters, is on Indiegogo, and Clown Motel 2, Death Do Us Part, is on uh, Kickstarter. So you can uh, see what kind of perks they have for both of them and see what you can do, and if you want to participate, participate.
4: And Clown Motel 2 is going to be better than Clown Motel 1 because it's got a better cast. The writing is much better, and the storyline is better. I play a general who tells my sergeant that I know who kidnapped his wife and where she is. And the story unfolds from there. And it's an interesting story. Uh, it's a high camp, also funny thing. So I guess they want me to play the general a little uh, crazy. I, don't, I really don't know yet what the director wants. I have to wait until we uh, start to shoot.
3: There we go. All right, so here's what we're going to do, everybody. We're going to start to call our first guest. And while we're calling our first guest, we're going to play a song. This is a... a, a uh, a very cool, like R and B, hip hop, boy bandy type thing called Get Fresh. Then one of my favorite bands forever. The name of the song is "Blow Me a Kiss." We're gonna play it for everybody and get our first guest on the line. So here it is, everybody: "Blow Me a Kiss" by Get Fresh.
2: Studio monkeys. <laughs>
1: like can be my p y
3: Toward the end of it hey everybody so that was blow me a kiss by get fresh now we want our next guest to say something so we can just hear him say anything
5: hello and i am happy to be here
3: there you go all right everybody now good we wanna, choice good choice now we want to welcome to the jimmy star show with ron russell the incredibly talented and super cool glenn baggerly hello and welcome to the show
5: Hey guys, thanks for having me on. I'm looking forward to this one. Thank you, let's roll. Uh,
3: what a great voice too you have. <laughs> Listen,
4: I was so impressed with you when I met you and I did say to you one day you'll be on our show and we could. Ladies and gentlemen and gay people, if you remember the exercise commercial on television,
3: what was it? Bowflex. F- who flex? Bowflex. 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 Remember, Bowflex. That sexy, sexy. <laughs> remember the,
4: sexy, the sexy, handsome hunk with the body who was sweating and pushing those muscles all over and you ladies were fainting home, wishing that you could ball them? Well, here he is.
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh, what an introduction. What an introduction.
4: Nobody gave a shit about the machine. Everybody was checking out your biceps. I mean, really.
5: (laughs) Hey, for a guy 41 years old to come out of Little Westland, Oregon, and that company just went kaboom. It was a great three year ride. It was a wonderful part of my life. It was a great ride.
4: And you could still do it. After seeing you at that big event, you still have it all. You're not fat, you're not old, you look great. And you could still do it. And you should do it. You know why? Because I fight for ageism and I'm one of the people in the world that cares about the fact that now uh, studios are hiring people over 75 because it's diversity. And I feel that uh, we should have a guy maybe 50 or 55 on an exercise machine. Not all these young guys that look like Tarzan, you know. How about relating to the people that are over 50? You're not over 50 yet, are you? No, you won't oh,
5: well, know. just 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 a smidgen. But see, that was the thing with that Bowflex really um, targeted was the fact that in that commercial, the last thing I say is, hey, I'm 41 years old and I'm in the best shape of my life. And I can tell you right now, Bowflex really does work. They heard that age and off it went. And now here I am at. A a you know what,
4: I really think I like Bowflex for doing that because um, we live in a world of 21, and after 21, you're garbage. Unfortunately, you know, I have so many friends in Hollywood that you have met through our yeah. get-togethers, and my one yeah. friend who I love and adore, I won't mention her name, but she's quite up there and uh, she's still quite beautiful and sexy and glamorous and and she's only about 43 if i think so you know i'm talking, know I'm, what
2: talking I'm about i'm not
4: it. talking about the blonde i'm talking about the brunette okay anyway she's about 43 and she's worried like hell about yeah. her
3: career yeah
4: and i said to her honey at 43 yeah oh, shit you look you look 25 of she exercises, has the body of death, the biggest boobs, gorgeous face, sexy brunette. <laughs> God. Meanwhile, speaking of sexy, how's your girlfriend? You got the same one? Uh-oh. <laughs> Are you with the same Oh, God. You know what you're
5: for.
4: You know what you're doing.
5: Ron, what I particularly liked when we met both of you is when you opened up and told me stories of Jane Russell. Jane Russell. You had me captivated on the story. And the one I loved the most was I said, what was the one thing about her you really liked? Excuse me. You said, Glenn, she didn't give a shit. That's
4: right. That's right.
5: And I love that line, and I've, I've taken that with me. She didn't give a shit.
3: Jane Russell couldn't You said <laughs> you me- notice how he like segregated. No, that I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. You know what, uh, Jimmy, 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 I'm not stupid.
4: I know when the door cracks open a little bit, my foot goes in. Right now is not the time, but yes, I wrote a beautiful thing about Jane on my Facebook because yeah. i have been dreaming about her, and I know people out there think I'm weird. But um, I'm in all the airports right now. When you go fly, you're going to see me doing a commercial on, on all the televisions about how, oh, I right met, on. about how I met Jane Russell. A voice spoke to me from a person who I love very much who had just died and knew how grieving I was, said, go find Jane Russell. And I did. And Jane and I became the best of friends. So now I feel that Jane Russell knows how upset I am about a lot of things that I dream about her. So I decided to write about her. Jane Russell couldn't have cared less about being a movie star. She couldn't care less about being a beauty. She never wore makeup. She never dressed up in her private life. She was a person. She only worked as an actress because she said it was Lord's mistake. Somehow the Lord got her photographs to Howard Hughes, and Howard Hughes said (laughs) she was gorgeous, and he hired her in the outlaw. Anyway, all of that goes on and on. because She was a Christian, and she believed that. But yes, Jane Russell doesn't give never gave a shit about anything. You could talk to her about something that somebody said about it and she'd say, oh, fuck them. Oh, I shouldn't Watch say that. that. But anyway, Jane, Okay. Okay, no, That's what you Jane, me. I know, but I didn't want to do it on the air, change people's images. But Jane, Jane had a sassy mouth. How could she be my best friend if she couldn't? Jane and I were like twins. We thought alike, we were alike. But anyway, yes, getting back go to on, your girlfriend, to are you still going out with the same girl? <laughs>
5: Yes, I am Tracy, the gal from New Zealand. Yeah, the one that you both were introduced. Yeah, yeah.
3: Tracy,
4: please say hi to Tracy because she's a sweet girl, and I really liked her a lot. And she kept going and getting those delicious hors d'oeuvres for me because I was carrying on how good they were. (laughs) And by (laughs) chef,
3: what's the name? Ryan Rondino.
4: Ryan Rondino. Uh, My plug it. Plug it. Tell me. No, no. I'm not plugging. I'm telling the truth. Was his (laughs) shit not delicious? The truth. Yeah, that was. The interesting fashion. thing about that
5: event was tasting things I had not tasted.
4: So look, we not know, tasted we it
5: before. Eating, and
3: it was that was good stuff.
4: We were eating flowers with stuff on it.
3: No, really. <laughs> no, he really came. He said they were Delicious. real flowers. They were edible flowers. Okay, oh, so let's, let's, talk
4: about, <laughs> let's talk about how you make money. Are you making any money? Uh, Are you working? I am,
5: uh uh I am working in all different facets of it, from whether volunteering at the USC Film School thesis programs to shorts to features to TV to indie films. Trying all of it, uh, honestly making a living. What I think is a living? Oh heck, no. Heck no, not right now. Well, is it right out there on the horizon? I do
3: believe. Yeah, you know yeah. I, I, do. I, I went and looked at all all your. Wait, stuff. I
4: just wanted to say something. Well, you well, can ha- then you can have the floor. <laughs> I am going to be so rich, I'm doing six movies, and I'm going to be so wealthy because they pay me $200 a day and I get two <laughs> days work in each film.
5: See, you're a veteran. You get 200 a day. I'm at 175. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: they want me to push
4: their shit on my show. So they give me the extra 25
3: bucks. Go on, Jimmy. Run with it. I, I want to run. First of all, I want to tell everybody, uh, cause when you did the Bowflex thing, it wasn't like yeah. you were already in shape. They like picked you cause you're already like an in shape guy. Cause here's how. Many days later, and like you're in really good shape. You guys google Glenn Baggerly and then hit images, you can see all kinds of pictures. The guy's totally ripped. And uh, wait a minute. how do you yeah, pronounce predict- your, predict- your name? Wait, is your name Bagley or Baggerly? Baggerly,
5: try it, see which one works for me.
3: Bagley, I think no, Bagley. It's, it's B A G G E R L Y. Oh. Well, listen up,
5: it's Baggerly, Baggerly.
3: That's what I that said. What I said.
5: All right, funny bowflex story, and very, very few people.
4: Baggerly describes Jimmy. He's an old, baggerly person.
5: (laughs) (laughs) 23 and me, man. Him and me right there. That's it. All right,
3: he's going to tell us a bowflex story. Tell us a bowflex story. All
5: right. At that point in my life, I had that physique right there when I went in to that audition. I had been working out years, decades, and finally at the age of right around 40, I got to the point where I was in the best shape I thought I could possibly be in. And luckily, that audition came to Portland, Oregon. And there were 20 or 30 guys in there. Some of them were professional bodybuilders themselves. And I thought to myself, there is no way I'm gonna beat these guys up. Christ, look at the size of these guys. So we each can individually we walk into the room and two guys are sitting there and they looked at me. I took my shirt off, got down to my shorts, Did a 360. They looked at each other and said, you're the guy. And that's how it happened right there.
3: Oh, my God. Just Uh, like that.
5: For what? For what are you talking about? They took me in the back room. They showed it to me. And I shit you not. I said, what in the hell is this thing? (laughs) What is this? And they said, this thing is going to go skyrocket. And they went from selling two units a day. And after three years of that repetitive commercial in your face and bars and gyms at all over the world, they were selling 1200 of those doggone things a day. It was a delightful three years and that's how it all worked out. But I had that body when I went into the audition, yeah. folks. It's marketing. Yes. <laughs>
4: Listen to, listen, had they hired the muscle-bound guys, it wouldn't have done well because that's not realistic. What they did was they showed us like an average Joe with a good body, not a yeah. muscle-bound body, and right. not, not, a right. Right. Slobber, yes. not a fat slob, not a fat slob with big tits and a hanging belly either. You know, you had a nice physique, you're handsome, <laughs> and you made the machine look good. So I understand yeah. you, know, yeah. you made a lot of money with them.
5: It was good. They took real good care of me on a three-and-a-half-year basis. We discussed it up front. This is what we're willing, if you're willing. and uh, were, you uh, able, were, you
4: re- were you able to buy a house with some of that money?
5: Uh, not a house. An apartment? <laughs> <laughs>
4: a teepee, a teepee or a bungalow? You're,
5: you're right. I got a couple of good teepees. One's for sale right now. Actually, I still have it. <laughs> But you're right about that. When we did get it, and, they sa- and I did say, why did you pick me over the bodybuilders? And they said, the bodybuilders would have sold the bodybuilder. We're selling the machine. Your height, your shoulder width, your waist, your face, your skin tone, it all came into play. And the whole thing pictured. And it was, uh, it was a gift. It was a lovely gift. And it's so fun now to talk to people your age and people I meet around the world. And if the conversation comes up, it's very surprising how many people can say, dude, I saw that commercial. I remember seeing that commercial. Nobody so I didn't see
4: see you, you also had great legs. Your legs look good. And I was picturing them in fishnets and high heels. And I thought he's got better legs than read it. Then, uh, what the hell was her name? The famous blonde. Oh, my God. Marilyn Monroe? No, the one that had her legs insured for a million bucks. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. my, I loved her. The blonde actress from the 40s, the beautiful blonde that Marilyn Monroe took everything away from. Oh, my God. She was known as the Betty Grable. Betty Grable yeah. legs.
5: I'd have to shave my legs again, and I haven't shaved them in years, but no, I'd probably but do were, the shot for
4: right. you. on your fishnet <laughs> stockings and red pumps, I'll take you out anywhere.
3: So, hold on, everybody. So, first of all, you yes. guys. If you need, because Glenn, he's an actor, he acts in all kinds of television shows and movies and stuff, but he also, like Jason Finney, one of our other favorite guests, he's also a certified personal trainer, and if you want your body to look good, you can like hire him. He's in LA area, and how do people find out about that?
5: Well I'm on Facebook Glenn Baggerly I'm on Instagram Glenn.baggerly. I've got a YouTube page GB Functional Fitness where I give two to three minute little videos on how to get a sh- you get in shape get around the bullshit that I've learned over 40 years and uh, try to get a resurrection in health in this country particularly for people over 50 because to me it's showtime. It now is, what? It, now it's what showtime. It,
4: what, what about your voice? Why aren't we hearing your voice in voiceovers for commercials? I mean, you have a beautiful, a great you have a you have a beautiful voice. It's clear. I understand you when it's you speak. Deep. You don't sound like some of the morons on our show that <laughs> are talking Chinese. But anyway, um, no, really, you should do voice. Everybody out there, if you got a commercial and you want to push it, get this guy to do your vo- your voiceover.
3: Have you done any voiceover work?
5: Honestly, no. And uh, it, you know what it's been, on it. It's been my procrastination and just not taking people's advice and observations and saying, hey, Glenn, at least give it a shot. Make it a valid effort. And I, I do need to pursue that. I'd love to pursue that.
4: how much voiceover pays? It pays beautifully for acting. One
5: seventy-five a day.
3: Yes, more than, more than two
4: hundred a day for 12, 13 hours work. If they want, if they want an old man's voice from Brooklyn with a Brooklyn accent, I wish they would hire me for voiceover. You can make a yeah. lot of money. I mean, big money. You could buy a house with that money, not an apartment.
5: Uh, what do you? All right, your your recommendation right here on the air. What would We're you guys recommend? It.
4: I would no, love yeah, to sure see you. you. I would love for you to do a commercial, either a man's cologne voiceover or a uh, clothing. If you spoke, right. said, "Buy this jacket; it's fabulous. I wore it to a cocktail party with that voice and the jacket." I think, oh, I could do that. I could be him. I'm going to sell.
3: Then you, but then you graduate and you move into like the cartoons and stuff. Like I used to go to those. Lot autograph- of money. Hang on, all those autograph signing conventions. Yeah, yeah, For, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, for yeah. the show, and. The people who are popular in voiceover, I'm not kidding you, they have, like sometimes you would go and there's 100, 200 people in line to meet those people. Like So it's a a very viable, uh, good business.
4: You don't seem ambitious for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I got that feeling when I met you at the party. I thought to myself, he's handsome, he's nice, he's sharp, he looks good, he dresses good, he sounds intelligent. He probably can memorize lines that I can't. But anyway, why are you not out there like... I know so many shits, crappy people that are out there doing it, and here you are. You've got all of the good qualifications that it takes to make a star, and you're not pushing.
3: You're not shoving up everybody's. How do you ass? know he's not pushing? He's in people- Call of the Wild with with uh, Harrison Ford right now. <laughs> he's not the star. Harrison Ford is. <laughs> yeah, we
4: want him to be the star. When you're the star, then I'll get excited. I'll say, "Oh my God, you're kidding! He's starring in the movie. Let's all right. go!" With it.
5: All right, all right, all right. All right. You know, it's this type of motivation right here. And I think it's a hump. I'm just at that point of believing, you know what, I'm hanging with these guys. I'm working with these guys. I'm right there with these guys. And I do. I do need to. Take it, take the bull by the horns per se, and get out there and subject uh, myself to you it. Gotta you got to
4: have, you got to hammer at it every single day. Yeah, you got to hammer it until it becomes an obsession, and then you become one of those retarded actors that only talk about yourself because you have nothing else to talk about because you lost the world. You know, you became an actor. Yeah, there's, there's my goal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well,
5: well, how,
4: how are you? Well, my latest film is out, and I'm making another one. That's like, sounds like me, but anyway. Um, I, when I was 19, I made a film with Sophia Loren and Teb Hunter, but I was not the star. I was an extra. I played okay. a soldier. So I could lie, and I said, well, I work with Sophia Loren and Teb Hunter. Excuse me.
3: You tell people that all the time. Yeah, but no, I tell them
4: I'm an extra. <laughs> i heard it. And, i heard and, it. No, but I said I'm an extra, and and the camera goes by me so quickly.
3: So, hold on. Let's let's talk about Glenn a little bit. So, but first no, of all. I'm,
4: what I'm saying is I never gave up until. He's my,
3: not giving up. He's got a great resume. When my wife took a
4: powder and left the kids, I had to raise my children. And I couldn't raise my children on the, the money I made at Universal. What, Charlie's Angels I did? And what, Macmillan and those shits? They didn't pay crap. You know, you, you back then, the salary was not that big. If it was no, a few of you. If you Salary wasn't that
5: big. Uh, no, now. I'm feeling <laughs> in a groove right now. Things things are starting to groove. I've got some good things coming out there. They're in post production. I've got some good things running currently, and I'm feeling good about it. You know, I've been here down here three years, and and I've learned a lot in the three years I've been here on how. Well, this, it's, 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 it's this is the major leagues. It's the Mecca. I'm from Oregon. Yeah, LA you know. is the Mecca and man I tell my buddies guys what goes on down here goes on down here man it's a melting pot of everything you want as much as you want of it and it's out there but it's 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 all of it it's the major leagues <laughs> it is
4: did, did I you ever meet so many nut jobs that are full of shit I no. mean this is the this is the capital of bullshit yeah. Hollywood that's disgusting but anyway, you know, movies Anyway, I want to like talk. So all right. oh, oh, wait, yeah, wait, yeah. I want to ask him one more question. I'm putting yeah, my yeah. mic down. Yeah, right. Because I'm bored. Yeah, right. Come you on. Make me Jimmy bores me to death. I Come on, to, on, let's go. Would you lend me money for a divorce? <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. So. I'm Everything putting my mic down.
3: Anyway, <laughs> I want to see you in movies. Goodbye. All right. That's yeah. no, not goodbye. So first of all, first of all, he's also, he's a jock. He's not, he's so modest. He, he's got so many accomplishments. He played professional baseball in Italy. For three years. I mean, so you're already like this jock guy already, like, with the body and all those, like, different things. He's very, like, modest. Um, He's got three – is it two or three national commercials going?
5: Actually, three. Yeah, one throughout the U.S. and two in Germany and Austria right now. So I hear – yeah, yeah.
3: So he's on the Consumer Cellular commercial, everybody. He also has a commercial where he plays Indiana Jones uh, in a – I don't know what DECA is. What is that, like a bank or something? What is DECA?
5: Deke is a German investment bank.
3: Okay, so he's got a a thing where he plays Indiana Jones in an investment bank commercial, and then he he got to go work on Call of the Wild, and he got to tell his story to Harrison Ford. So tell us your Harrison Ford story. All
5: right. Back up just a bit. I had filmed. I'd gone to Bucharest, Romania, out of Los Angeles. I get hired to play Indiana Jones in a commercial. I show up in Bucharest, walk onto the set. It's a full-blown Indiana Jones Studio quality, 30 second spot. I'm in the hat. I've got three days' growth. I got the jacket. I got it all. And I asked the director, Why'd you pick me of all the people? He said, You walked into the room. You look
4: like him. You look like Harrison Ford.
5: So we shoot it. And we're actually shooting with Spielberg's guys on the uh, DP. Stuart Dryberg is DP of the shot. It's a fabulous couple days. That commercial's in the can, not been distributed yet. I'm cast as three different characters in the movie called the wild over a three week period, come in with a seven day growth, 14 day growth, and a 21 day growth, three different scenes in the scene. In my last scene, I play the captain of the ship where all the townspeople are trying to get on. It's the Yukon 1880s. It's cold as hell, but in real life, it's 105 degrees on a studio lot. The town is in snow. (laughs) It is one of those Hollywood stories. It happens 150 background extras, 200-person crew, and throughout the day, we see him coming. It's the first time we've seen Harrison. I've never met the man. We're in awe of him. We were explicitly told, don't talk to him. Don't even think about bringing a phone. No autographs. None none of the typical bullshit. But hear me out. This is where it gets good. We film the scene. Wait, listen. That's good. Now, hold tight. I got a good story here. I play the captain of the ship. The people are coming up the gangplank, and lo and behold... My phone is ringing. Listen to that. I got to shut that off. Lucky me. Lo and behold, the scene is Harrison's walking up the gangplank. I am off of his shoulder in the scene. No lines, no script, no nothing. I'm background. He comes by. I'm saying hello to the other folks coming. Hey, good morning to you. It's going to be a safe trip. Hey, nice to see you again. He gets right beside me. And I looked up and I said to myself in that twinkling, I said, I got to say something. And I looked up and I go, good morning to you, sir. And all of a sudden you see Harrison Ford go, oh, good morning to you. And I caught him off guard. It was a it was a once-in-a-lifetime shot. He stands beside me and he nudges me. We do two more takes. They cut. Everybody's released off the front of the boat, 25 or 30 extras. It's hot, remember. They get off, we're in woolen gear. He comes up the gangplank. I'm sitting all alone and sits six feet from me. And I think to myself, Okay, you're not supposed to talk to him, don't take any photographs, what are you supposed to say? And I look over at him and I say, as quickly as I can, I say, I just want you to know I was in Bucharest, Romania a couple months ago and I played Indiana Jones for a German investment bank. (laughs) Just like that.
4: He must have been thrilled.
5: And he looks up and says, you what? Bucharest, Romania, well that must have been fun. And we got into a conversation back and forth about this film, had 60, 70 seconds with him. Absolutely delightful moment for me. And we parted ways and off he went. So I'd like to get that commercial to him, which I think would be hilarious because I told him in it. I'm in it. He questioned me on it. And it was a great conversation. And we'll see. We'll see.
4: Well, if I was on that set and I was next to him, I'd say to him, Harrison, how come an old bag like you has such a young wife? you still get it up? And then I would have watched his reaction because I don't give a shit. You like it, Harrison. I met Harrison and he was he stuck up for me. My daughter was looking, they were shooting in New York on Third Avenue in a pet shop and my daughter was young and she went to the window to look at the puppies and one of the people yelled at my daughter made her cry, get out of here, you know, get away. They weren't even shooting yet and I went up to Harrison I said, Harrison, did you see that? This is your film. Do something about it. So he left and he went and he told them and then all the children were able to go look at the dogs and when he came back, I said, thank you very much for doing that for me because I think it was very rude. These fucking people that work in these movies think who the fuck they are. These sidewalks belong to us, not you. And he said, no, I agree with you. See, so you had a good experience. Yes, though. but yes, if any, if, listen, if I was on the set and they said you're not allowed to talk to him, I'd say, go fuck yourself. <laughs> he shits and he pees and he farts like everybody else. <laughs> Who the fuck does he think he we is? We actually
3: had a very good friend of ours on two weeks ago and she was in a Jennifer Lopez video and they told her the same thing. You're not allowed to like look at her or you're not allowed to talk to her. And, and then she got yelled at like, what are you like? What are you st- looking at Jennifer for? And she's like, I'm not looking at her. Fuck you! And right. she was like, you know, shit. They're in the him.
4: same space that we well, are. They're doing the <laughs> same thing we do. They're under the same lights with the same director. What makes them better? <laughs> I mean, I don't, know, I don't think that
5: was so much Harrison. And in the course of the sit down with him, I told him, I said, you know, I'm really looking forward to seeing this film because we read this as kids growing up. Jack London called the Wild. It was automatic. And he said, you know, yeah, we're really expecting this one to be a good one. And he looks up and said, what'd you say the name of that company was again?
2: <laughs> I said, oh, there go. it
5: was DECA, DECA. And I looked over and you guys will love this. I'm thinking to myself, my heart's going pitter-pat, Crime and sakes, I got him all alone here. and How am I gonna finish this off? And I said, I just want you to know it's a, it's an honor to be on this set, to sit with you. Hell, I've been a fan of yours for 40 years.
4: Oh, any I would own? have never said any, I would have never. I've never done that. I would that. have done what Jane Russell would have said. You know what yeah. Jane Russell would have said? Yes, it is a pleasure you're meeting me. (laughs) Jane used to do that. No, Jane would do that to people. She'd say, "Yes, it is a pleasure you're meeting me."
5: And he looked at me. He looked at me and says, oh, hell, you're doing a good job. Let's get back out there." That's how it is.
3: I loved it. Okay.
4: Well, he seems to be all right, but his his people
3: suck. It's always the the people that mess everybody up.
4: Suck. It's the people. Ah. They don't they don't want him annoyed by the extras and stuff. Well, let me tell you something. I've been on many big sets in my day. Extras know better. And they do it in the commissary if the star happens to eat yeah. in the commissary. No, I've never when I did that kind of woman, we were in Long Beach, Long Island at airport, at a, a railroad station, we had about maybe hundred and fifty extras. And Sophia Loren, my God, who doesn't want to talk to Sophia Loren? Yeah, but you got to talk to her anyway, well, because Italian. I was yeah, but how many times did they throw me out? <laughs> Sophia's English was very poor. My Italian is good. Italian. So I went and sat next to her in George yeah. Sanders' chair and I'm speaking Italian to her, and she laughed. She said, you're so Carina, because your Italian is as bad as my English. And we both started to laugh, and we were talking, and she liked me. Immediately somebody came over and they said, Do not disturb Miss Loren. And she said, No, no, leave him here. It's okay. He's very charming. And the guy got insulted. He got mad because I went over his head. Now I see Sophia for three days, once in Grand Central Station, once in Central Park. I'm in all the shots. So I'm saying hello and talking to her. Well, when we rapped, she came over and she said, Rolando piacere and she kissed me on the cheek. I had the beautiful wow. call on the Coral lipstick. I ran home. I said to my mother and father, to Sophia, look, she kissed me. Look, 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 never washing my face. I was 19.
5: Oh, gosh. She was,
3: She's
5: she was wonderful. above and beyond. She, she was, was above and beyond.
3: So, hang on. Did you go, though, now? Have you gone to see Call of the Wild? It opened last weekend. Did you see it yet? I did. Did I you did. see yourself in it? I did. Well, we're going to go oh, see you it. Happy? We're going to go see it now. Were you happy with how you looked?
5: Well, considering, as I said, I played three different characters, right. complete different wardrobes, and I'm in two of them. That's okay. pretty cool.
4: That's okay. pretty well, cool. Well, when when you come on That's the screen, cool. when you come on the screen, I will jump up and go yay. When Harrison <laughs> comes on the screen, I will jump up and go boo. <laughs> oh, <he's
3: pretty> nice. <laughs> he wasn't really
4: nice. He was. Yeah. He was,
3: you didn't ask him to dinner, but hey. So, no,
4: but you know what? Come on, we're all in the same racket. Please. Yeah. Actually, yeah, you yeah.
3: have two. You have two films though that are like with uh, with some really big people. You did a movie called A Reckoning, and I'm a Lance Henriksen's a friend of mine. But before he uh, was a oh, friend of mine, he's my favorite actor. So you did a movie yeah. with Lance Henriksen and Meg Foster, who is in one of my favorite like horror movies. Yeah. Uh That one with the uh, the aliens come and take I, over. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah.
5: Yeah. I yeah. Love Lance
3: and I, love
5: I, had, um, I had a great day with him. You, you learned were a lot mind. from him in one day.
3: No. Oh. No, he's in a movie, A Reckoning. With Lance, Hen- Lance Hendricks is awesome. I was in a TV show with him, and I've dressed him, and like, I he's been on our show. Um, he's one of my all-time favorite actors. And uh, and then you did a movie, Music Within, and this one has like a ton of stars. Yeah, Melissa George, yeah, was... Rebecca De Mornay, Ron Livingston, Marion Ross, Clint Howard, Michael Sheen, Les- uh, Leslie Nielsen, and Hector Elizondo, who I love. I mean, those are like huge yeah, names in yeah. Hollywood. They all have like huge things, so those are all really cool. And you were in the assassination of Gianni Versace, in an episode. And I love that. I
4: love that. Who were you? Up. I I didn't know you then, so
3: I yeah, would, we didn't know you, so we so I would recognize never you. recognize you. All right, all right. You had to ask, so
5: I'll tell you. I played the father of one of Cunanan's victims. My scene was cut, but you heard my voice.
2: <laughs> oh, okay.
4: Pedal <laughs> that, 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 that voice. Pedal that, that voice. That voice oh, yeah. You're going to yeah. make money. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, Listen, anyone out there... Uh, anyone I out
3: there?
4: You, the Wait, we, have, we have this fucking delay that drives me it's crazy. I know. Why well, I hate it. I want to just say this, and then I'm going to shut up. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> you, up. Before, though. Though. you
5: said that before. Well,
4: you know, you <laughs> can't believe everything I say. Um, Everyone out there, if you our need of a voiceover, I would certainly suggest this fella because his voice is very interesting and it's powerful and it will sell the product. So contact
3: him. And if you need him for a movie, Shut up, (laughs) Mary.
4: Where will they contact you for a voiceover?
5: Oh, gosh. What would be the best answer to give you on that? I am with uh, Shelly Pina at Golden Pineapple Management and i don't have the number right off the top of my head she's been lovely for me shelly Pena at golden
3: pineapple management we find them wow. on facebook <laughs> because yeah, you sure. know, yeah. right yeah. right now
4: over 5 million people are in our show you know that's our audience that's our our
3: Not right now but over yeah the well,
4: oh, well yeah, when they do all the other shit that they what do they call yeah.
3: it
4: uh, <laughs> syndication when they do the syndication it's 5 million people so out of the 5 million people somebody maybe some rich iranian wants to push some yeah. A burker or something.
5: So, Stop. so I guess I, so I guess I'm talking to each and every one of them right now, aren't I? Five million of Everything you all. Here's my and, the very,
4: and But wait a minute, we're also in every single country in the world, oh, wow. because it's radio. And we go out throughout the world. So out of all of these people, somebody's bound to say to you, Yes, we, we, we love you, your
3: voice. Well let's promote him some more. So you guys have also seen him in the T V show Grim, in the T V show Leverage, which is like one of, was one of my favorite shows. It was only on for three seasons, but it, what a great show. And uh, and he has something that he said he wanted to talk about if we could talk about it. So he's got a short, you guys, and it's called The Cure and it's oh. in the email he wrote me, it's it's he said it's like worse than the coronavirus or something.
5: <laughs> no, truly, truly.
3: Tell everybody a little bit about it and where they see it.
5: <laughs> All right, thanks for asking on that one. The, the cure by Amit Atale. It's a thirty-minute, high-action-packed film, taken four years in the making. Three guys have done it. We are done, finished, ready to show it. And with the coronavirus having just come out and the uh, the, the craziness of it, the cure basically is the coronavirus one hundred times worse. There is a cure. And every single big pharma wants the cure. Who has it? It's out there. And I play, well, you just have to see the movie. The Cure. These special effects are fantastic. And uh, it was done on a shoestring budget. What are we looking forward to someone to see it and say, hey, that's a nice piece of work. Let's see if we can help you out there. And that's where we're at with it.
4: The well, Cure. Donald, Don, Donald Trump. Ah has said that that as soon as the hot weather comes into our country, the coronavirus will die. So I said the safest place to be is Palm Springs because in the summer we go up to 120 degrees and it should kill the the coronavirus. So I'm thinking that maybe Donald Trump will move to Palm Springs for August.
3: (laughs) So hang on, you can see the trailer for The Cure, you guys, on YouTube. The trailer is on YouTube, right? That's what I, I think I watched it on YouTube.
5: Yep, it is The Cure.
3: Yep. So just Google that. And the movie, can they see the movie yet or no? Not yet.
5: Not yet. We are in festivals. We just won Best Picture. Uh, best, what the heck was the award we just got? Certainly Most Best Director and Best Action Film in our first little small film festival. It's our first little introduction to it. We did Congratulations. have a Yeah, thank you. Haverwire, I believe it was, if I can, he just called me this morning on that and said, hey, we got an award, but uh, it's a good one, like you guys to see it, and it's a it's, a, it's a, a, passion of love on that one.
3: All right, and then one other push for him, you guys, you can see him on, in San Andreas Megaquake, and those are the same people who do the, all those Sharknado movies. <laughs> Which I love, I love, love the
5: show, so man, Everywhere.
4: I love them. They're so stupid and demented that I adore them. I laugh my ass off on those stupid films. And we've had like about half the people who's in those
0: shit. <laughs> <things. laughs> a very,
4: very dear friend of ours was a star of one. Oh, and, man. She, and she said that, that it was a riot filming it because there was oh. no sharks. Sharks were not flying, but they had to pretend they were. And it was very oh, difficult sharks. doing this, oh, that, yeah. like oh, sharks. Yeah. That are not there. They kept hitting each other, falling down, tripping each other. <laughs> it was hilarious.
5: Everything we did was imaginary. It was yes. imaginary. Yes. Yeah, I, think that, was funny. I, I love I, those. Yeah. Movies, though, I, I, I love think
3: those. Movies. All right, so let's do a, like a hypothetical now. So so right. you're an actor and, and you could uh, you could be in any movie that's ever been made in history. What movie would you like to be in? And then while you're thinking about that, who's a male and a female co-star that you'd love to work with? And don't say fucking Meryl Streep. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's
4: <laughs>
5: okay. I won't.
4: <laughs>
5: All right. First thing that came to my mind: a reboot of the Good, the Bad, the Ugly. I am playing the Clint character,
3: okay, in you know, some form. Who's going to be?
5: Who's going to be the the other two? Who knows? You know, Lee Van Cleef. How do we duplicate that? But who would I also like to work with? I want to work with Brad Pitt.
3: Okay, <gasps> Brad Pitt. And,
5: Brad Pitt, oh, I so want to good.
3: stand... Well, I, here's one. I,
5: I identify I identify. identify Hold on. I identify with him, and I want to stand toe-to-toe to toe and say, hey, I'm ready to hang with you here a little bit. I do. I now, like far Brad, as I, I, would
4: act, I would prefer to act with an actor who has, like an, a male Anamanyani kind of an actor. Brad Pitt is blah. He's so waspy. He's vanilla. <laughs> he doesn't do anything on the <laughs> screen but sit there and make faces. He's not an actor. I'm serious. <laughs> And why he okay. got the Academy Award? It's all Hollywood bullshit, just like that Chinese movie. Everybody said it sucked, but yet it won did the award. Did you see it?
3: Did you see Parasite? I didn't see it. Everybody no, I, said. Oh, I did. It. Yes, oh, I did. Did you like? It? Was it any good?
5: Ah, I, I, I saw it. The jury is still out, which tells me, I, for some reason, it just did not jive with me personally. I.
4: I haven't met anybody. anybody Everybody said it was a piece of shit. Meanwhile, (laughs) I would definitely work with Charlize Theron. She is by far the most gorgeous creature in the world. She makes my gayness go away. I mean, I could be straight for her in a minute. But I loved her in, bar, in oh, a yeah. bombshell i thought she did a brilliant performance she should have won the oscar for bombshell yeah. she wore an entire fake skin over her face yeah. the entire shoot to look like kelly and she was brilliant did tennis. you see bombshell
3: bombshell we liked a lot loved it
5: it's coming but i haven't i haven't okay
3: so who's, haven't who's, a, who's a female that you would like to act opposite doesn't have to be a love interest just a female that you'd like to act opposite
5: Raquel Welch.
3: A bitch. (laughs) Oh, you
4: would not want to work with her. I knew that bitch years ago.
5: (laughs) I I love these questions you guys give me. They have such impact.
4: (laughs) Raquel Welch was so unfriendly, so arrogant, and quick to be mean. Oh, no. Raquel Welch, nobody likes her in the business.
3: I contacted them to see if we could get her on the show. They were like, you're kidding, right? No. (laughs) She is
4: wrapped up in her mirror, her mirror and her eyebrow pencil. And she could care less about anybody or anything. When Raquel walks into a room, the room is empty. It's just Raquel.
3: In the, the chat just, room, they think she's crazy. Oh, that's chat, hard to, in the chat it's room hard to believe. Working with Leonardo DiCaprio. But wait, but wait,
4: let me tell you something. Raquel and I are the same age. I'll be 80 in May, and I think Raquel beat me out by a month. She's going to be 80 years as- at all broad. So those tits don't look like they used to. They look like <laughs> shriveled grapefruits now. Yes, you, you haven't burst my
5: bubble yet,
3: bro That's okay. I mean did you say to yourself,
2: you really Okay, want so let's go. Okay, Sorry, let's go. If
3: you were gonna if you were gonna have a romantic interest, who would you pick? Because you probably wouldn't pick Raquel Well. Well you might pick Raquel Welch because maybe you like old. Very old.
5: <laughs> oh goodness. Current currently living or non?
3: Either way, either either way, way. anybody either,
4: you like. Who you admire, who would give you the best feedback performance? That's what I would think of. Who would you like to feed lines to, to give you back lines? That but are I said
3: love you... interest, though. Oh, love interest. Love interest, oh, that's okay. different. Okay, so love interest. Love interest.
5: I, 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 I'm, I'm going back, way back, and there's just a, a reason for it, and it would be Farrah Fawcett. Oh,
4: I love her. Oh, uh, I worked with her. Farrah was a lovely person. We
5: had her per- poster... Yeah. In college, University of Oregon, I was a baseball player and all that, but we had that poster of Farrah Fawcett in the house somewhere.
3: Everybody had that poster. <laughs> I don't somewhere. know anybody who doesn't uh, have that poster.
4: I, had, I, I just had Farrah in my house. my gal. I, I had Farrah What's in it? my house when I lived in Beverly Hills, so I didn't need the poster. We had, we had Jacqueline uh-huh. – not Jacqueline Smith. Kate, Kate uh, Jackson. Uh, the, uh, the other one. Kate Jackson. Uh, that place Kate. The blonde. Oh, Cheryl Ladd. Cheryl Ladd.
3: Oh, was, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Her, her, sure. her,
4: her daughter – Ah uh, used uh, what <laughs> whatever her daughter was used to play with my daughter Deirdre. We all lived in the same area, and uh, Farah was by far. She was pregnant when I met her. Was on, I, I was on Charlie's Angels, but I never worked with her. I worked with Jacqueline Smith, but I met Farah, and she was pregnant, and she was the loveliest person.
5: Yeah, there, she seemed uh, like there, she would have she been.
4: Seemed to be very frightened. Yeah frightened by people frightened by crowds i found her to be very very um unsure of her footsteps
3: that's probably just because she gets mauled everywhere she goes that was the number biggest selling poster in the history of like
4: she was a nice
3: nice
4: nice girl not as beautiful in person as on photography her mouth was too big and too much teeth but in person Uh But yeah, in yeah. photographs, she was gorgeous, but a lovely person, v- soft spoken and very gentle and very kind.
3: Actually, I watched all your reels. You look really good on camera, on screen. Like, you really project. Yeah. Like, it's like, you really and should one, be getting one, a lot more one, work One
4: final thing about Thank that. Thank you. Thank Everybody you. Everybody said she was a dumb blonde. No, she wasn't. She was yeah. br- brilliant yeah. in Burning Bed. Her performance in Burning <clears throat> in Bed should have given yeah. her an she was brilliant yep. just,
5: yeah
3: the, yeah yeah wife, yeah that was a good
4: one Farrah could act she was a good actress a damn good actress
5: and she, the beauty of that poster was you know when you whenever you move apartments in college you just take the thumbtacks out you roll it up and you take it to your next location right
4: yeah. <laughs> that's right. You know, you know, you're right you know what i think i may have made a joke about it with her. I'm, I'm not certain but i'm sure i did i must have said you know more guys went blind from your poster than anything else no. You know, I had to have said something because she was the ultimate jerk off poster. I mean, every young kid had that poster. And the mothers would go in the room and rip it down or cover it up. But I think I I had to have said something to Farah. And I'm sure she just laughed and got a kick out of
3: it. So do you have anything? Because we got another guest that's going to call in a minute. Do you have anything you want to plug real quick? You got anything you want to tell us or any premieres or anything that we should, like, let the world know about?
5: oh shoot let's think yes I do we're working on a film out of Portland Oregon it's called a chance day uh uh gonna be shooting that at the end of the year gonna get more specifics on that got two or three three things in post-production that we're just kind of waiting to get out there and I'm going to Portland Oregon back to my hometown April end of April to do a World War II short film that uh very very powerful piece commemorating all the losses of life in uh, the World War II era. So I'm looking forward to that. So other than that, I'm Everyone, open. I'm open.
4: Plenty of our boys died in that stupid war. I want to ask you a question. How do you feel about the fact that we're not allowed to do pre-publicity on any of our work? I think it damages the film. What do you think?
3: Well, he might, his films might not be that way. That's just your films. No, everybody. No, I don't care who
4: you are. You could be Get Marilyn that. Monroe. They won't let you talk about the film. No, they're crazy today. They're afraid they're going to steal it. What the fuck is the story? Years ago, we, they used to encourage us. Please talk up the film, talk up the film, sell it. Now they say you're <laughs> not allowed to say
3: this. You yeah. can't give the title. You can't give the title. You, you the can't. Hell?
4: So I tell people I'm going to work. They say, "Oh, really? Where?" I say, "Well, sometimes I, you know, I, I drive a street cleaning truck down Beverly Hills Boulevard." <laughs> I've seen you. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
5: I, I think mean, what it, it was, is, Ron, I think what it is, and you're exactly right, it's it's this fear. Of what?
4: They're this gonna fear. Steal oh, her- somebody's
5: going to steal this. Somebody's going to do now this. I mean, they're,
4: they're going me. st- to steal <laughs> the movies I'm in. They're welcome to them. <laughs> I mean, did you ever see any of the you ever see me and Croker? <laughs> Who the fuck would steal that movie? They would have to be insane, stupid, blind, deaf and retarded. <laughs> that movie is so bad. It's the worst <laughs> piece of crap I ever saw. It's even worse than Killer Tomatoes. It's a good film.
3: Oh, my God. So it is anywhere? true, though. A lot of people can't promote. But anyway, we're going to have to run. We got to run.
4: Listen, we're going to see you socially. You're going to come out to the desert. You're going to have dinner when we have a party. And bring that lovely that? girlfriend. She's so sweet.
3: And I'm gonna you, uh, I've i got 14 films I'm producing. So, like, if something comes up that we can use you all, definitely. Yeah, if we, need a, Harrison, if we
4: need a we need Harrison Ford. This way you knock him out of the box. <laughs>
3: yeah, you can. <laughs>
5: And leave you with this. Ghost Towns of America is a new idea of working with a guy out of England. uh, And we're putting together a show where I'm the host of a weekly show. And I take you to a ghost town in America. Oh,
4: I like that. I've been to two of them. I've been to two. And
5: and many of them still have people in them. So I interview those people and ask them, why do you still want to live in a town of 17 when there were a thousand here? 150 years ago so it's another
4: I went, concept we have
5: i'll get that to you
4: i went to the famous one called calico are you oh, shooting at sure. calico calico was really an interesting ghost town we're going uh, yes hey I know. it was a fun hey, time and we'll talk to you and soon and we'll see you really
3: soon absolutely thank you so much and for coming on the show. Push, everybody in the push chat that who loves voice you. push that yeah voice. push the voice i agree <laughs> all right everybody thanks thank you guys thank you so much we'll talk to you later bye-bye Stay right. well. Stay well. People said, have him come back with Sadie.
4: <laughs> oh, if he ever saw Sadie, he'd kill himself. He but met you, Sadie.
3: He, she was there that night.
4: You met my friend
3: Sadie Katz? The gorgeous don't, don't keep woman. talking because we got to go. She was at that thing we met you at. You might not have met him because we went to an event oh, afterwards she's with her. Go, uh, oh, if I was. But she's, she's got a fiance. If and I you were have a young girlfriend. and straight, I would go out with her in a minute. All right. We got to go. All right. <laughs> Thank Thanks, you. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. Um,. So now you guys, real quick, because we got another guest in ten minutes. Um, but before we call this other guest we're gonna play, the Jimmy and Ron song. So this is our outro song, but I asked Twism if he'd make it into a full length song. And uh, so Twism White Piece has done the song. It's called the Jimmy and Ron song. It'll be up on iTunes in a couple of weeks. Um I freaking like love it. It's us, it's our own hip hop song. I think it's fabulous. Um, hopefully you got that thing totally ready and go in there, rebel. So here it is, everybody. The Jimmy and Ron song by Twism White Peace.
2: Yeah,
6: we in the mix. Yeah we in the mix. It's another episode. Here we go. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell yeah. interviewing Ron the Ron hottest, newest, and truest up-to-date celebrities. Yeah. Make sure to subscribe so you can get notified weekly. Jimmy no. Star, no. he's the king of cool. Ron Russell, oh, yeah. he's a gorgeous dude. Share rumors live, and you would be a fool not to vibe with us at the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. So yeah. come watch it live on W4CY Radio. Miss some past episodes? Download no. on iTunes. No. The Jimmy it's Star Show goodness. with Ron Russell. Yeah. It's the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Ron Russell. Truly one head we're spending time. Jimmy voted top five on the list of radio hosts. Half this present time topping the top 100 on the iHeart charts, making news on the Apple News, dropping podcasts out on iTunes. You can even go and listen out on Audio Bloom. So come about your gloom, you'll be glad that you do. Start whistling a tune when you spend the afternoon with the Jimmy and Ron. As soon as they come on, you will know by the song. It's called the Jimmy and Ron song. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Hey yo, you can never go wrong. Louis episode the sun And did you hear the celebrity gossip That Ron Russell got the inside scoop on Man, the show got everything So many guests that impress From saxophone players To scary movie stars Dressed in their best dress Red carpet rollouts Jimmy Star brand on the chest I so take the pick Quick play, play, flash grin. Make the camera click again And if you missed anything And need to go and catch up Hit the website JimmyStarWorld.com And go and get your read oh, yeah. up Man, you're listening to The Jimmy Star Show With Ron Russell you ding
3: Yeah, everybody, that's a Jimmy and Ron song by Twism Peace. If you guys listen to the lyrics, they're actually awesome. Uh, Everything he talks about, and it is really, really awesome. So, Twism, thank you so much. Yeah, I wish Johnny Mantis
4: sang it. (laughs) Anyway, I'm eating something, everyone, because, you know, this show starts at lunchtime, and I didn't have a chance to eat lunch, and I'm starving. So So he's eating a little Debbie. So I'm eating a little Debbie.
3: So let's talk to, uh, real quick about All right, everybody. Number one, we want to thank everybody. We were on top... Top 100 podcast on iTunes. That's eight weeks in a row. So thank you so much for tuning in. And we want to let everybody uh, know all the places you can, like, check us out. You can hear us on W4CY Radio, which is our home station. You can hear us on K4HD Radio in L.A., Jackalope Radio in St. Louis. We're on iHeart Radio, Stitcher, Boom, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spreaker, Apple TV, and Podbean. And on television, you can see us on Comcast, Roku, Vimeo, and YouTube. We're also on... um, Spotify and Pandora which I forgot uh, to mention so we're also on Spotify and Pandora and a bunch of other places but these are all the biggest ones Um, so it's a whole lot of fun and uh, we appreciate everybody tuning in and keeping us in the top 100 podcasts there's 750,000 podcasts in the world so it's very cool to be um, you know in the top 100 puts us way way up there Um, how's your your, uh, little Debbie it's chocolate he likes chocolate delicious are you shitting me (coughs) <coughs> we want to welcome whoever cool human is uh, who joined us in the chat room, too. I don't know who that actually is, uh, but whoever it is, hello, hello. and um, Probably a Geico spy. Oh, yeah, it could be. Geico is bad. Fix Ron's car. Those are our hashtags, everybody. We need to use them in social media. <laughs> it's funny. I freaking, like, love it. Um, now, what do you think about this haircut? <clears throat> I look like an old man, right? Uh, everybody can't see it right now. Only you see it. Nobody's looking at my haircut. No, welcome. Why? Because we're doing audio, and then we're taping but the, the video. The chat room. The chat room. They can't, can't see it. it. Oh, the only people that sees it is when we take when I take it and edit, it and we put it out. Then everybody will see it, but they can't see it right now. We're supposed to hopefully be but back I to video next week. they used to.
4: The, the chat room always used to see us before. They do
3: because we normally we were like out live on YouTube, but we're working on that, and hopefully it's going to start next week again live on YouTube. So. I hope so. So, oh, it will. Um, yeah, they can't see you, but they said the sure looks great.
4: The shirt. How did they about the shirt? No,
3: no. They said they, they're sure oh, it looks great. That fucking Florida accent you have. Oh, uh, see, now it's my fault with the Florida accent.
4: I did I know what he said? He said, I, I, I thought he said something about my shirt looks great. <laughs> anyway. I'm wearing a New York City shirt with New York City written on it.
3: Um... We want to make sure everybody, too, get Clown Fear, you guys. Support support indie film. I don't really care if the filmmaker guy makes any money. I just want you to see Ron's performance because he's really good. Um, and so I think you guys will like, enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. And you get to see. Hey, Dave. Dave, are you still in the chat room? Oh, it hasn't hit Europe yet, Dave. It'll hit there soon. They don't have it in Europe yet. but And Dave. you want to see it. Cause wait, same wait,
4: Dave, strap it down. There's a scene where all five girls are naked in a pond, tits and pussy and ass all over the place. (laughs) You are going to have a stroke when you see
3: it.
4: And one more beautiful than the other.
3: Yeah, you're going to like it, Dave. You'll like it. All the girls who you're always like drooling over when they come on the show, they're all in here naked. You see
4: Sadie Katz totally nude on top. (laughs) She has nice ninnies, too, and they're real. (laughs) No, she doesn't have those big water bags. Her boobs are real, and they're pretty. Nice little pink nipples. They're going to be happy.
3: Yeah, I think you're going to be happy, so it should be good. So um, I think we're going to call our next guest. And uh, to call her, while we're going to play a song, you guys. Ron and I, this is someone Ron and I love to death. Um, the name of the song is For Your Eyes Only. It's a James Bond song and it is sung by Joya Bruno. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. It's real talent, a real boy. So everybody, check out For Your Eyes Only by Joya Bruno, and when we come back we'll have Sherry Nelson. Enjoy. I want it.
1: Through the
2: night For your eyes only I never need to hide You can see so much in me
1: So much in me that's new
2: Know. Maybe I'm an open book because I know you're mine.
3: What did she say? Oh, that's the end. Okay. Hey, everybody. So that was Joya Bruno. For your eyes only, we love her. You guys know her as one of the singers in Expose, one of the biggest girl and, groups and of all time. And you have to
4: hear her voice in every song. She can sing opera. She can sing pop. She can sing rhythm and blues. She can sing Motown. Joya Bruno happens to have one of the most beautiful voices I have ever heard in my life.
3: I agree. I and concur. I love
4: her as a human being. She's a hugger and a kisser. And I always lift her up and carry her
3: around. She's so little. There you go. So, so now, Sherry, say something real quick. Let's just make sure we can hear you. Hi, I'm Sherry. Okay, there you go. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the incredibly talented and gorgeous model and soon-to-be-huge actress, Sherry Nelson. Hello, and welcome to the show.
0: Hi, Ron. Hi, everyone. Hi,
3: Jimmy. Hi.
4: Hi. I, I, I just sit here. Looking at your face, and I said to myself, God is good to so many and not to others. It's really a sad thing that some women God wasn't good to. But God was very good to you. He gave you the maximum beauty that any human being could possibly have. Not my opinion, but at the Oscars, friends were coming over saying to me, she's the most beautiful girl I've ever seen. Of course, I didn't let the other girls know that. And I, <laughs> I hope they don't know it now. But I'm afraid that your beauty might got, get in the way of your talent. What do you think?
0: I hope not. I'll work really hard. I don't want to disappoint anyone or anything. I want to do as best as I could. So I don't think my beauty is 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 that much
4: (laughs) it is your eyes are phenomenal right jimmy those green gorgeous those green eyes the way you paint them i mean everybody was mesmerized by them so i I don't even know if you know how to act you probably could stink for all i know we have to get you in a movie and see what you can do
3: (laughs) yeah (laughs) we're gonna find out. as
4: as they say you
3: look good but the the, the producers say well she looks good but can she act we're going to find out, and she's going to learn. She's going to learn as she goes along. She's getting offered all kinds of things. So before we talk about all that, we have a chat room filled with people. Eileen just showed up to, and says hello. So say hi to Eileen, and then just say hi to everybody in the chat room.
0: Hi, Eileen. Nice to see you. Nice to hear from you. Hi, everyone.
3: There you go. So, uh, Eileen, did
4: you read my Facebook post I did about uh, penis enlargement?
3: Oh, I there didn't. was a
4: thing yeah there, there was a thing where <laughs> doctor, what's his name, that famous doctor on television, the the guru guy, he said, there is a way now where men can increase the length of their penis by three inches. So I wrote, I don't need that because right now Eileen can stroke my penis in New York while I'm in California. <laughs> That's I do dirty funny. stuff. Sorry, <laughs> but Eileen and I are the best of friends, and we have this thing. I talk about her boobs, and she talks about my penis, and we really never have even done anything. We don't. We don't fool around like that. But it, it's just a joke that we have, and the world loves it. Like Eileen said, Ron Russell made my breasts famous, so now we're going to make you famous.
3: There you go. We love making you famous for your
4: beauty and and sweetness. If you can get that on camera, if you can get your personality out on camera. You're going to have a, a pretty good run, trust me, because you have a very captivating, charming uh, personality. You're very uh, polite. You're very, very um, complimentary, <clears throat> and you're not a dizzy broad. You're okay.
3: There you go. So, <laughs> All right, so here's what we're going to do. All right, so first of all, you guys, um, Sherry Nelson, uh, ha- her, her first claim to fame uh, is that she what, – so what place did you come in? Do you know? Um, I'm not exactly sure. Just they said top four. Okay, so I always been telling everybody third, so we're going to say so I'm going to say first. So anyway, you yeah, guys Sh- Sherry Nelson entered the Maxim magazine cover girl contest. Um her charity was the Wounded Warriors and um uh, people voted all around the world you know, for who was going to win. And she came in the top four in Maxim Magazine. And if you go get Maxim Magazine right now, she is in it. So it's this month's issue. She looks gorgeous in it. I mean, she looks gorgeous anyway, anywhere she goes. But she looks gorgeous in it. And that was the start on her new uh, career. And her old career, which she probably still is doing, is she is, lives in Canada. And she's in the logging industry. Can you imagine like somebody who looks like that? She's in the logging industry and lives in a town with how many people? 80 people or 18 people? Eighty,
0: <laughs> About 80 people in, in
3: the <laughs> So she lives in a town with 80 people and she like, like works, but you don't actually cut the trees down yourself, right? Uh, no, our company did. No,
0: no, we, we harvested the timber and once it hit the sawmill in the planer, um, then it was mine to uh, market price and distribute.
3: So she's not only genius, but she's like gorgeous. So it works out really good. So then
4: you so guys- what she does well is she works with a Woody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, I can't expect anything out of my mouth but stupid <laughs> filth. <laughs> she's shy. Look how she blushes. I know, she, she blushes. She's so sweet. She's like a, a girl of years ago, not like the tomatoes of today. She's like an old-fashioned girl. She's classic But listen and to elegant. me, my daughter, Leslie, was first runner-up in Miss America uh, Eastern Division. She's a gorgeous girl. And growing up, all the boys wanted to go out with my daughter and they would take her to parties all the time. And I said to Leslie, why don't you like some of the guys? She said, well, I'm waiting for a guy that's gonna take me to a movie where nobody can see me. They used to take her out to show her off. Did the boys do that with you?
0: No, not at all. No, I, I didn't probably have a boyfriend until I was about 18, so. <laughs> I,
4: I have to ask, why? <laughs>
3: She lives in a town with 80 people. <laughs> were all the guys gay in your town?
4: I mean, 80 gay guys in your town? I mean, they were not a, lo- a handsome, hunky lager with a red beard and jeans and a plaid shirt that came along and wanted to go out with you? Or was that fantasy? You
0: know, there's a lot of handsome men in the area, for sure. But no, no. <laughs> so now, were oh, you wait, wait, are boys? these
4: handsome men dating each other?
0: <laughs> no. No why are go.
4: No, then no. then why aren't are they, why aren't they dating the you?
3: Sorry. Why aren't they dating you? She said they're too busy working.
4: They're stupid. That's yeah. So
3: wait, were you? So wait, were you like a? Uh, were you a late bloomer, or were you like really pretty in high school too, or were you a late bloomer?
0: No, not pretty. Um, just I. I think maybe perhaps you know when you grow up in such a small town, everyone knows everyone, and maybe you know um, when I moved when I went to university, I had a lot more people interested in me, so maybe it was just. Too common.
3: <laughs> okay. Where and where did you because go? Where I'm, did you go to university?
0: Um, I went to uh, I went to the University of Victoria and on Vancouver Island.
3: Okay, I love it. Did you study logging? What did you study? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I got a bachelor of arts degree, and then um, during the U.S. housing collapse, everything was so quiet. So um, I got my master's in
3: business. Um, what about uh, well- you?
4: So, so not only are you beautiful, she's but you smart, have, a, you you have a brain. You have a brain. Hey,
3: isn't that cool?
4: Smart woman, smart. That way she girl. can read
3: all her contracts to make sure she's not. Now you, screwed. G- <laughs> you
4: gave us. You gave Jimmy and I a lovely gift. You gave us a gift of a wristwatch, and if you pop open the wristwatch, folks, it's a cigarette lighter. But I don't smoke. Neither does Jimmy. And I love we, it. I show everybody. And we don't it. wait. And we don't smoke pot. So I, I just do gummy bears. I don't smoke anything. <laughs> but I'm using it now to light the candles at our dining room table.
0: <laughs> it's a great conversation piece. It's a, it's beautiful, a great conversation I love it. piece. I love
4: it. I wore it the other night to a thing we went to. We went to a going away thing for a friend of ours. And I said, "You like my watch?" And they, "Well, yeah, it's interesting." I said, "No, not yet, watch." And I popped it open. They said, "What the hell is that?" I said, "It's <laughs> a cigarette lighter." And one of the people there smokes. smokes and said, "Can I light my cigarette on your watch?" And I said, "Yeah, I feel like Dick Tracy now. Yeah, light your cigarette."
3: <laughs> it was very but cool. Thank
4: you, my darling. It's the thought that counts, and I, and I will wear it forever.
3: Oh, you're welcome. And 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 it's engraved in everything, you guys. Yeah, it's really she wrote cool.
4: "Love uh, Sherry" and. It was nice. It, it has was, your name on it. Yeah, it was a very sweet gesture.
3: So listen, you guys. So Sherry, she she wins the Maxim Magazine contest. Her, now she's in Maxim Magazine. Uh, we meet on Facebook, and she uh, comes to, to New York, I mean, to L.A. For, for the Oscars weekend that we were doing. And so on Friday night, um, oh, I just got a text message from... Uh, Eileen Shapiro and she told me to say that Billy Hess says hello. So hello from Billy.
0: <laughs> oh, I love him. Billy Hess is an amazing man, a great photographer and and I love Mark Dallas. Yes, it's they're
4: well. fabulous. They're very, we love them. They're too. very dear friends of ours. And Billy Hess don't go too close because you never know what you catch. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, Billy? So, right, Billy? Billy? I love to bust Billy's chops.
3: So, you guys, she flew to LA and she stayed in the same <laughs> look, hotel. Look at how embarrassed I know she gets she embarrassed. embarrassed, but that's okay. She I, gotta I, get, can, she'll get used I'm not to it. Gonna, all. Uh, no,
4: I'm not, I'm not going to do my risque stuff. Now I'm going to give her a straight interview. Okay, we're fine with that. My, my audience won't like me this way, but, but, but she will.
0: No, uh, no, no. Be you. You're magical. Just. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm crazy.
4: So, That's you guys,
0: so Sherry flew to Los
4: Me Angeles. And, wait, 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 wait. I got to say something. I ha- I heard from a little birdie, and I won't say who, that you're going to be in a movie. And I think I might be working with you. Yes, I can't go further with this, but keep, get ready. A, a proposal. We're working will... on all kinds no, of things. No, not you. For her. Not you. Somebody else. I,
3: I know, but I. A
4: proposal may be coming to you soon.
3: Yay yeah. yeah, just say yes. Yes, yeah, yay. Good. I can't I'm she's not allowed. Bunch. I'm not she's allowed. Got bunch. She's got a bunch of things that are coming up. I'm not allowed
4: way. to to divulge it at all. I'll be shot to death. We can't
3: a- talk about any of the things that are being offered to her yet, except no. for one thing because she's good. But I'm happy.
4: I I asked, Am I gonna be in, in scenes with her? And they said, Well, we don't know yet because we're thinking of two characters that she could portray and they don't know which one it would be. But I think you and I will do scenes together. Be fun. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm serious when I work.
3: So hang on. I want to go back. I'm going to tell the story so everybody gets the story because she's got a huge social media following. She puts a picture up on Instagram and it gets like thousands and thousands of hits, you know, and like and, and, and there isn't a person who met you the Friday night that we went to the Agramon's Gate premiere. And she that was her first red carpet, everybody. And everybody was drooling over her. And when when she left. There wasn't a single person who didn't say wonderful things. How nice you were! How sweet you were! How beautiful you were!
4: Our friend Garrick Lee fell mad and he's gay. Oh yeah, he told me to he say hello too. He fell madly in love with you. <laughs> Garrick Lee adores you, and he's a gay guy, so he wasn't looking for you know what. So, but he loved you. Uh, Churchill loved you.
3: Uh, the producer director. And everybody at your table loved everybody. you for dinner at the yeah. Hang on, let me. I didn't get that far. <laughs> so anyway, so then we <laughs> went to the Sue Wong Oscar Gala, you guys, and she was fabulously dressed. And she did her, her second red carpet. There was all kinds of famous celebrities there. She wasn't affected by anybody. Everybody was taking pictures with her. So did you have fun in LA?
0: I had the best time. It really was. It was, it was, it was wonderful. It was like a dream. I, I still can't believe I was there. And you guys were so kind to me. Thank you. Oh, we love well, you.
4: you're nice, and we're kind to everybody, except some bitches we're not so kind to, because, <laughs> you know, they're not very kind to us.
3: So I, I love really? the whole thing though. So so what was your favorite thing of? The, okay, so you were in LA for like four days, I think. What did you enjoy the most? Uh,
0: everything. Um, well, I got to meet you too, so that yes. was wonderful. And
3: that was a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> the best, the best. The
0: best most shoes. You really need to do your own shoe line. <laughs> I used to have one.
4: <laughs> oh, did you like my diamond shoes?
3: Yes, yeah, what she just said. She oh, I yeah.
4: I love my shoes. I can't wait to wear them. Oh. I'm going to wear them with ripped jeans and a sweatshirt, just to be crazy. <laughs> but anyway, I, I
3: forgot what I was going to say. Now, Is it something? Wait, oh, I want to hear what else you like. So, did you like what? what oh, wait, what? wait, wait.
4: Did you like Soho Johnny? Is he a character or what? Oh,
0: definitely. Love yeah. him. He's
4: one of our yeah. favorite people. Um,
0: um, Eileen and I and Nino and Soho Johnny. We went to a club, and uh, we got to see um, a really great band there. And so, Johnny's got a lot of energy. He's like you two. He's great.
4: <laughs> right, right. You went to see uh, our friends play. You went to see um, Pink Floyd, the people that play. I don't
3: know. I don't think that's what they went to go see. I think they went to see something else. No, who went, did you go see Friday Scott, night? You see? went
4: to see Scott Page.
3: Yes. Yes. It was Scott was, Page. Yes, who, Scott Page. He was who, there. Who plays for Pink Floyd. The Hailers. Yes. Now the Hailers. That's who they went to go Kenny see. Kenny okay. and Scott was there. Kenny Yeah, and I love Scott. the Hailers. Taylor's drummer's like the coolest guy ever, too. Billy, cool. They're all our buddies.
0: So their music—they're—they're they're great. So yeah, yeah so I—I so I got to see that, and you mentioned already the dinner, and uh, we had a really great table. Um, Thomas Churchill—he—he he sat at our table like the Godfather. He owned our table. He was great, and a uh, couple um, of drinks be, in
4: him. He goes on.
0: <laughs> was so beautiful. I got to meet her, and of course, Garrick. He was beside me, and. Um, Joseph Kelly, I got to meet him as well. So we had a wonderful table, and um, the next table over was the lady who won the humanitarian award, Dr. Steele, Don Steele. So I had it was a blessing meeting that lady, and we've been in contact quite a bit since I saw her, and Claire. also her friend, her friend Elise, and uh, she's with Paramount, and and. She, Yeah, I think we're all going to get together in Las Vegas, I think.
3: (laughs) That's freaking awesome. Good for
4: you. Got a network. I like love it. Got to go out and do it. I
3: know. I like love it. If you don't
4: go out, they don't know you're alive. You know that. You got to get your face everywhere you can. Every picture that can be taken, every red carpet, you got to let them know you're there. Otherwise, Hollywood forgets you in one day. That's why we're plastered all over the place all the time. Boring, but what are you going to do? I'm so sick of smiling. Watch my smile. (laughs) <laughs> that's the ron russell so now what smile. do you
3: think of all the things from the going red carpet from, smile <laughs> from going from logging to now like you know having the beginning of an entertainment career is it exciting are you enjoying it uh tell us oh, a little it, bit about your thoughts
0: well we were talking um garrick and i and uh he had mentioned he said so you finished work april 1st of 2019 and i said yes and he goes less than a year you're at the oscars i said I won the lottery.
3: (laughs) So, yeah, it's been wonderful. How did she like meeting some of the people? Because a lot of the celebrities that were there. What did you think of Sue Wong?
0: She was wonderful. Yeah, I really enjoyed her fashions. And uh, it was a great event that she put on. It it was nice and and great for the um, charity.
4: I asked her why wasn't she serving Chinese food. I was dying for egg rolls and spare ribs and wonton soup, you know. She just smiled. She said, well, the hors d'oeuvres were Chinese, (laughs) but I was working the red carpet, honey. I never got to eat your (laughs) hors d'oeuvres, but now a nice, uh, you know, fried rice and spare ribs would be delightful.
3: I loved her. She, she was said, so next much time.
4: Fun. She said, next time. She was
3: so much fun. And, you know, I don't know if you were there because you were at the table. It was over by our table when she came over, you know, when she was taking pictures with everybody, she went to him and she said, you're gorgeous. I want to dance with you. And then they danced. And that was the only person in the whole place she danced with.
4: She didn't like anybody else because everybody was like so sweet and nice. I guess she figured this guy's got the balls to tell me he wants Chinese food.
3: <laughs> you <know. They're> challenged. <laughs> you're
0: never really challenged.
4: And I think she, she, she appreciated the honesty. She didn't think I was going to be a phony bullshit artist and do, oh, Miss Wang, no, Wang, oh, Miss Wang, you're fabulous, or anything like that. I don't do that shit.
3: You know, it was fun though. We had a very good time. She it
4: wasn't was- bad looking, she looked like a dragon lady sometimes with those eyebrows, and she looked like she could play in, uh, in the opera. Um, oh, geez. I
3: actually have a TV series, and they asked me if I know any famous fashion designers, and yeah, so I'm gonna try and get Sue Wang She's to got a
4: very stunning look about her. She really looks...
0: Oh, very exotic looking. Yeah, yeah, that's the word. Exotic, that's good.
4: Very uh, mysterious looking. She looks like she could play Mata Hari. You know, she has a great look about her. And all the... Oh, that's what she really didn't like. She had all those feathers on. And I said to her, you know, the only other person I know that wears many feathers is you, is Zsa Zsa Gabor. And she turned to me and she said, never compare me to her. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Do you know who Joshua Gabor is? You might be too young to know Joshua Gabor. Yeah. Okay.
4: She said, never compare me to her. She was fabulous. I love Su Wong.
3: So also then, so yeah. how, what did you think of Chris Browning? Because like I love Chris Browning and you got to meet Chris Browning and he's been yeah. in a ton of huge movies. The picture of you and him came out so good. Um, it wasn't even I was like, Oh my god, because you're, you're both gorgeous. You know, he's a really good looking guy and you're a beautiful woman. And so I thought that was like one of the best pictures of the whole night.
0: Yeah, no, he was nice. I met him actually um, during the interview section. So yeah, he was nice. It was it was a good person to follow the lead of. Um, so yeah, he was nice. But I don't think he stayed very long at the event. No, he didn't. I don't
4: think He, so he, he was hopped.
3: sick. No, he party hot. Oh, he told me he was sick.
4: Well, they say that to get out of there. But they <laughs> party hot. How did you yeah. feel being on your first red carpet?
0: Yeah, it was intimidating, but there were quite a few of the interviewees that were, they were really nice. Well, anybody in Canada that knows me, we played this game, you know, best rock video ever, best rock song ever. And of course, my best rock band ever is Whitesnake. And Trixie Gwynn, she says to me, when I saw you, I thought you were Tawny Kittian. And I thought, you have no idea how that just made my night. And so anyways, no, everyone, they were gentle to me i guess but
3: yeah everyone was kind you know that what that tawny katain was supposed to be there she didn't show up um but she was actually supposed to be there i'm friends with her and she was on our guest list and the night before she told me she was coming but i don't know why she didn't actually show up but she was supposed to a be lot there.
4: of them go to the other parties because well, they're friends
3: <laughs> oh i will we'll, we'll introduce Most, you one of these days mm-hmm. We'll introduce you. I love White Snake, and you know that Tony Franklin, the guy with the blonde hair, who was there, right. the the musician, he he, pl- he played with White Snake. He played with White Snake a long. T- I love him anyway. Do you like Glass Tiger? Mm-hmm. I love Glass Tiger, and they're a Canadian yeah. band. We've actually had Alan Frew, and we had two different people from Glass Tiger, like the lead singer and the 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 bass player or something, uh, on on the show. Cause I'm a huge. That was like one of my favorite bands in the 80s. Was Glass now, Tiger? Now, where, where
4: are you exactly in Canada? People want to know.
0: Um, I'm in British Columbia. Um, I'm 40 miles north of the Montana border. So I'm in the southeast corner, right on the Alberta border, Montana border.
3: And how cold is it right now? Cold.
0: It's not, the sun's out, so that's great. Um, No palm trees, but it's about 35 degrees, so we're good.
4: That's not bad. I was in Edmonton one year in the winter visiting my sister. My brother-in-law was filming the Canadian pipeline. And I remember the tires were stuck to the ice and we had to put plug our motor into a machine to heat to keep the engine hot. Yeah. And then yeah. in her her apartment the heat was in the floor. Actual floor had the, a heat rod in it. So when you stood there the heat was coming up from the floor.
3: Wait a second. So like Oh, this- wait,
4: wait. One more thing. Then there was a man outside he was shoveling something and he had a beard and his the water from his nose was frozen into his mustache.
3: That's how cold it was. Wait a second. Like, does it? I get, would kill myself. Does it get hot in the summertime, like, or is it cold all the time? No, no. We we get wonderful summers. Um, usually, we get about eighty degrees. You oh, know, that's, so okay. That's nice. That's so comfortable. My,
4: yeah. My my favorite place up in that area is Banff. Banff oh. is the most beautiful place in the world.
0: It's about two, two and a half hours from me. The mountains are amazing. And, you know, to any of the movie producers, directors, your dollar goes so much further right now. I think it's three cents. God made the most beautiful backdrop for any movie that you would like. Canmore, Alberta, Banff, Alberta, right here, Cranbrook, British Columbia. You know, the landscape is amazing.
4: I spoke with Johnny Mantis, the singer, about that, and he loves Banff the most. He said, "I said, Johnny, out of all the places you go to and you sing all over, he said he loves Banff. So, you know, Johnny Mantis is no,
0: of course, of oh, course. Oh, you do
4: know Johnny Mantis.
0: Of oh, dear. yeah, wow. and and you know, um, without tooting, well, I'm going to toot the Canadian horn. Some pretty fantastic people in in Canada. So I, I'm sure you guys would enjoy it here too.
3: Oh, absolutely. I have a lot of friends that I used to meet at the conventions that were like actors and stuff. And a lot of them were from Canada and lived, and I, worked in Canada I, also. I
4: want to drive up because Jimmy's never been to the Redwoods in California, you know, the big trees. And I said, maybe we'll go up to Seattle. That's where Kim Novak lives. And I'd love to video. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. I'd like to uh, have an interview. with She lives on a, a little farm off of a river. And she has like the most exotic of animals, like weird
3: kind of thing. Actually, Teresa oh. Sabin wrote in the chat room, Who doesn't know Johnny Mathis? Teresa, many people do oh, not be know surprised. Johnny Mathis. A lot of people don't know Barbara Streisand either. Well, that's the, the
4: thing. I used to do college things. I would go around talking about old films and teaching the people in the film department, you know, of the colleges what films are all about. And I had a guy sitting in front of me, a young kid, and I'm talking and talking. And he's like looking around. I said, Do you know who I'm talking about? Any of these people? He said, No. I said, Oh, do you know who Barbara Streisand is? He said, no, but I've heard of her. <laughs> and I
3: thought, where the fuck am I? What planet am I on? Everybody should Everybody should know. I
4: mean, Barbara Streisand. If you don't know Barbara Streisand, you're dead. I mean, she's like probably one of the most famous people in the world ever.
0: Oh, with an unmatched voice.
4: Uh, well, yeah. absolutely. I mean, but Johnny Mantis, no, I've got so many people that don't know who he is. And he's my favorite singer. And I... You know, I know him quite a few times. I've been in his company and I tell him each time. And he said, Oh, you just say that. I said, Bullshit. I don't say that, Johnny. Your voice, I, I've had so much sex with your voice, and he goes hysterical laughing.
3: <laughs> so let's let's do some promo for you, Sherry. Yeah, you know,
4: when Johnny used to
3: sing, everybody used to make love. Okay, so, so you guys, if you want to go to Hawaii on April 25th, you guys, there's a big event. It's called Spam Jam. There's going to be hundreds of thousands of people there. Uh, it's put on by the... Uh, uh, Galaxy Global Television Network, and Hot Rock TV. And it's going to be hosted by our very own Sherry Nelson, along with Miss Japan.
2: Wow. Yes,
3: and she's what...
0: beautiful. So, yeah, it's going to be a wonderful celebrating canned ham. So it's going to be, you have to say you went. For so the more people, the better. You know.
4: Can, canned ham. Spam. 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 Oh, spam. What They still have that?
3: Yeah, they have Spam. spam.
4: That, that was during the war. The soldiers had to eat that. They used to call it sh- SOS, shit on a shingle. <laughs> spam is like disgusting. I like
3: spam if you make it with like, there's a certain way you can make eggs. it. It tastes good. You, you got
4: to make it with no, eggs. No, no, you,
3: ha- you have to make it with some kind of like a cinnamony kind of like thing. No, right the best whatever. way for spam
4: good. is to fry it with eggs.
3: Do you eat spam?
0: Do no.
3: you, do you eat, actually, she, no, I'm not asking I you. I'm asking had her.
0: I had. No, I I had, had. My. This is my friends. Um my chihuahua, she's white with pink skin, so she looks like a piglet. So I've been off spam or
3: ham for the last ten years. <laughs> oh yeah, that makes sense. That's smart. Oh sure. my gosh, you have a Chihuahua. how much how much does she weigh? Uh, she's a little heavy, about ten, twelve pounds. <laughs> I love it though. I love we love little dogs. We have a six pound little black and white dog. Uh it's a it's a poodle terrier mix and we call him astro. We rescued him like this year. No, no. Last year, at the at the, in the middle of last year, we have three rescue dogs. We love dogs. So did you just have one dog. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Okay. No,
4: so- I asked the question, the Booma boomer question. Are you seeing anybody? Yes, she is. <laughs> Shut up, I didn't ask you, Big Mouth I met him <laughs> well, You know what, our, our audience doesn't know that, Jimmy They don't read the friggin' minds She do? might not want to tell you that <laughs> Well, if, she's got, well if, if he's got three legs and two heads, she'll hide him But if he doesn't, she'll talk about him So who is he and what does he do? Uh,
0: his name's Tom Souls, and he's very, very handsome So you would, you both would enjoy him on the camera I um, met him
3: Yesterday, remember when
0: we did our Skype, he was in bed. Yeah, he, um, he's, uh,
3: he He was in bed in in his,
4: wait, I have to clean that up. He was in bed in his apartment, not her house. No, in her apartment. Shut up, Mary. What's wrong with you? Oh, okay.
3: (laughs) No, he's very cool, you guys. First of all, one of the things that he does, because I asked him what he does. He's uh, in oil, she said. That's all I had to hear. Okay. Marry him. No, he does all kinds of things. One of the things he does is he's a <laughs> fireman person who jumps in the middle of the forest fires from a helicopter to put the fires out. So he's like uh, like a very like, brave. Like an action figure. Yeah, he's like an action hero. Um, and yeah. then in the wintertime, well, I guess it's always winter there. Have you guys ever seen that TV show Ice Truckers where the big semis are driving through the ice? Like he like you're going so far away from my question. I mean, he does scream. that too. I know, but he does that too. He, he I, like, I don't want to
4: hear about what he does. I want to ask hear... what he does. No, I asked that was a very quick question, it wasn't a <laughs> fucking dialogue. Now, I'm going to say, Yes, we know what he does. He's in oil. That's all I need to know. Every a girl should always marry a man in oil, anyway. Um, but what does it look like? It looks like just a joyride, or do you think there's wedding bells at the end? What do you think?
3: No, he asks all the nosy <laughs> questions,
4: they're not nosy. No, I'm not very Um, I have to ask him. No, I'm asking you about him. I know you have a career. Are you going to do what most girls do and say, listen, in in our business, and this is the truth, it's very difficult to have a good, successful marriage when you're in our business because your husband's going to have to watch you kissing other men on film, traveling all the time, filming on location for three months without him. It's a very rough life, the life of an actress. Uh, does he know about, is he willing to put up with this crap? Or does he want you home barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen?
0: No, no, he's not like that at all.
3: <laughs> I no, asked no, him he, about that um, yesterday.
0: The one thing that I adore of him is he's one of these people that looks outside the box. He actually was the first one to get me out of my shell. He invited me to Indonesia last year. So uh, he has a home over there. And uh, so we go over there occasionally. But no he he's open minded he understands um he's an adrenaline junkie so he's you know he he you know he likes excitement and he's always supportive of me and, and um yeah he he's a good man
3: yeah, he's very that's nice that's
4: the most important thing you said supportive of you because you certainly don't want anybody in your life that you have to argue about argue with about your career because it definitely puts you in a place where you're ashamed to do what you're doing. And sometimes men or women can do that. They shame you for doing what you're doing. Like, let's say the scene needs you to be topless. She's and, not gonna do topless. No, but I'm just, this is an example. Jimmy, <laughs> shut up. You know, what did I marry? I want, Could you lend me money don't to do top. In? Don't
3: use topless as an example, though, because she's not gonna do it. No, no, no
4: it. I'm just giving an example. <laughs> if, you, if you expect it to be topless in the film, you don't want a man that's gonna call you a slut. You know what I mean? That can hurt you as an actress. You have to tell these men, anything I do on film is for the story. It's not a personal thing. Lucky you if you got a guy that supports that. And he's in oil. I would say a four-carat ring is nice.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Anything under that, no way. Four-carat. A lot of people in the chat room know him. Or like have seen Who his pictures he? on Facebook and stuff because look- everybody's saying how nice he is. Is he really cute? Um, everybody's saying how nice he is and how he. What? Uh, somebody wrote like he he's good looking and he's got balls, which I mean I mean balls meaning because of his <laughs> occupation. Well,
0: how <laughs> how, do, how do they know what he's he looks like on Facebook? Strong. He's very strong. very yeah. strong. He uh, apparently, I knew I actually met him when I was in grade eight. Um, I had what grade? Had grade eighth,
4: seven. eighth grade. <laughs> How old were you, like I, six or something?
0: I was riding in the back of my parents' car, and I saw him doing jumps on his BMX bike, and I thought, wow, look at that guy. And then I thought, grade eight's gonna be great. And then I saw him in grade eight, and every time I'd see him, at home, I'd be like, hi, Tom. He never heard me. So last year, or two years ago, he sent me a Facebook message, and he said, um, I apologize to your husband and your children, but I had an amazing dream about you last night. <laughs> So then I said I don't have a husband, I don't have children. So we went out for dinner, and yeah, we've just been having a great time. But when they say he's he's strong, yeah, he's very strong. He was a boxer. Um, he likes to parachute. So he's one of these unique individuals that you know he he likes the excitement, the adrenaline, and that that's helpful to me because he can see that never every day is not ever going to be the same. So. Yeah, I love it's good. it. I think well, your way. life, your,
4: your life is going to be the same way with the adrenaline. I mean, you don't know what your life's going to be in the future. You right. could be, you know, I mean, working uh, on a film for three months. You you're exhausted. Because you're working probably every day for 12, 14 hours, 16 hours a day. No weekends off. There's no such thing in our business. You work,
3: work, 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 work. Well, they only shoot five days a week. So. I'm
4: talking about if she's in a major movie, not
3: the crap on her. I know, them. major movies only shoot five <laughs> days a week. <laughs> Since when is that? Always.
4: What do you mean always? Not, to- not in my day. We, they used to have three-month shoots in yeah, Europe. Three-month and-
3: shoots, but you still only work five days a week. Oh they No, they
4: used to shoot on Saturday because the traffic was less if they But were, then you
3: wouldn't shoot on Monday or something. So it's If, a, if they, they were, were going to do days. a highway
4: scene, they would shoot early in the morning on Saturday. Hang on, so, so let's
3: ask her some hypotheticals about movies then. All right, so you're an actress and you could be in uh, so f- who who is who's a male and a female actor that you would like to like act with if you had a chance and you could work with anybody in the world, who would you like to be in a movie with? And don't Brad. say me. <laughs> <laughs> she said Brad Pitt, and our earlier guest said Brad Pitt, too. That's okay. because
4: he won the Oscar.
3: He's not no. like no. Yeah. him.
4: I, I don't like him because Angelina Jolie, who's Angie Voight, was my daughter Deirdre's dear friend. They grew up together in my house. I used to make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for Angie when she was a little kid. And Angie is nothing like what publicity has said about oh, her. her. exactly. Li-
0: See, I'm, I just... She's, I like strong character women and Angelina Jolie. Exactly.
4: Angie's lips are her own. Her boobs are her own. Well, not anymore because of that cancer surgery, but growing up, my daughter looked like an ironing board at 14 and Angie was a full developed woman at 14. Angie is, yes, a strange bird. She thinks out of the box. She's Hang on, a little... but you're
3: bringing up Angie. She was talking about Brad.
4: Yeah, but I'm going to go there. Now they wrote all this crap about how Brad Pitt was brutalized by her and whatever, whatever, to degrade Angie. And I just think that's so wrong because I know Angie. Angie is a bird, a dove. If you love her, she opens like a flower. But if you're cruel to her, she absolutely collapses, goes within herself and you're not even there anymore. She becomes like.
3: So wait, ask her though. Why so, did you like Brad well wait Pitt? A minute.
4: So Brad Pitt lets all that bullshit go out about how wonderful he is and how lousy Angie. Uh, yeah,
3: but nobody believes the shit anyway.
4: Angie's a good woman. She loves children. She loves people. She does he doesn't some, get twenty five million. Wait, let me tell you. Angie gives millions of dollars away to AIDS Foundation. Angie is probably one of the nicest human beings I have ever met in my life, uh, and I love her very dearly.
3: So uh, how did you pick Brad Pitt, though? You
0: never hear that. That is so nice that you just said that because because I know the truth. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, no, no. Her humanitarian work is amazing. And the places she's been, again, who wouldn't want to be beside a woman that
3: strong?
4: I, well, she came to my daughter's birthday party. I think it was maybe fifth or sixth. You got
3: like two minutes, so let's six go. six-year-old
4: birthday party, and I looked it down at her. I said, "Angie, when you grow up, do you want to be a movie star?" And she went like this. I I don't know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, she did. <laughs> so wait a second. So why did you pick? We only have two minutes, so brother. Why did you pick Brad? Why do you like Brad Pitt? Besides the fact that he's cute.
4: Oh. Not even.
0: Come on. You know, you look at him. You look at Cary Grant. You look at uh, Robert Redford. All those men of their generation—the charisma—you can't not watch them and just.
3: Oh, I love Cary Grant. No, I don't. Know, and I, don't I don't
4: think he's got any of Cary Grant. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> no, Cary Grant's his favorite. I mean, <laughs> I drive, I drive by Cary Grant's house in Palm Springs all the time, and I sit there and I peek over the fence to look at his pool like a teenage uh, fan. Cary Grant was the ultimate guy. And, of course, he was gay. That makes him even better.
3: So hold on, everybody. All right, you guys. So listen up. First of all, everybody fly to Hawaii April 25th. It's going to be in Waikiki. Key. Uh, it's Spam It'll Jam. Say yes. that again. Yes, yeah, Spam It'll Jam. Um, and it's uh, put on by Galaxy Global Television Network and Hot Rock TV. Uh, you'll see the fabulous Sherry Nelson co-hosting with Miss Japan She's on Facebook as Sherry Nelson. She's really big on Instagram, you guys, and her Instagram well you can type in Sherry Nelson, but her thing is XOXO Sherry XO, right? XOXO Sherry XO, you guys. That's hugging kisses, hugging kisses, Sherry. Follow her on Instagram. Did you ever think that she puts XO? fabulous pictures up and she gets tons of likes on all of them. She's wonderful. You're going to be seeing her all over the place soon and um she was a star is born. That's right, a star in the making, a supermodel in the making, and, and now we,
4: let's see if she can act before we go too crazy.
3: <laughs> because if she can,
4: <laughs> if she can act, she's just going to be like a cutout, you know, somebody they stick there to be beautiful. It's okay. We're
3: going to get her in Sports Illustrated and all the other magazines. Yeah, but I
4: want to see her as an actress. I want to watch her work. I want to work with you in a film. I bet you we're going to be in a film together.
3: I hope so. I'd love. I think
4: that. so. I'm oh. good to work with. I, I'm not. I'm not a selfish uh, actor at all. Not at
3: all. And see Clown Fear, everybody. And anyway, you guys, so follow her on Instagram. Uh, go to Spam Jam. Get the new Maxim magazine right now. It's on shelves right now. Uh, she's in it. She looks fabulous in it. She's gorgeous. And um, we want to thank you for coming on the show. We're going to be seeing a lot of you. When are you coming back to L.A.? Uh,
0: I hope to come soon. I was invited to a birthday party Um, for uh d- designer eugene sydney so march 29th so i'm hoping to go to his 60th birthday party there
2: you go because I'm you have, to come you, gotta gotta have to come you have to come to town and
4: get that face all over so people know you you can't do it in canada the longer you stay in canada the less people know you don't forget you you're an actress you're a working girl you got to go where your craft is come into la as many times as you can well we're we gonna go we way, gotta way. go Everybody, so, all over we gotta go
3: so everybody, Sherry's gonna be seen all over. Rebel, thank you so much. Chat room, thank you everybody. We wanna hope everybody has a great weekend. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm sure if you listen, we'll be on the top hundred podcasts in iHeartRadio again. again. Thank you so much, and we'll see you guys next week. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye. is to you. Yeah, we in
6: the mix. Yeah, we in the mix. It's another episode. Here we go, the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Interviewing the hottest, newest, and newest up to this. celebrities. Make sure to subscribe so you can get notified weekly. Jimmy Star, he's the king of cool. Ron Russell, he's a gorgeous dude. Chat room is live, and you would be a fool not to vibe with us at the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Come watch it live on W4CY Radio. Miss some past episodes? Download on iTunes. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. It's the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Oh.